and dinks. Welcome to Dennis in the Know. This is your backstage pass for current trends, politics, and education in the dental world. I'm Dr. Jeff Horowitz. With me is Dr. Jennifer Bell. You know her as JB and Dr. Chad Duplantis. We are all practicing dentists, we are all educators, and we are all business owners. Our job is to bring all of you in the know. Guys, look, I didn't get to use this that much on Cinco de Mayo, so I'm just going to be using this intermittently during our show tonight. Welcome, yeah. guys. It's Wednesday. It's May the 12th. But more importantly, you know what it is? It's hump day. That means it's happy hour for the dinks. So welcome to Dennis in the Know. This is your backstage look at current trends, politics, and education in the dental world. It is live, and it is over a cocktail with my besties. Right there is Dr. Jennifer Bell. Hi. Next to Jennifer is Dr. Chad Duplantis. And we are all practicing dentists. We're all catapult educators. And we are all business owners. Our job is to bring all of you. This is going to get annoying before the end of the show. You in the know. We have so many great guests coming up and and today, I'm so excited about the guests that we have. We, uh, we have a, a special friend from the dental education world, uh, speaker and coach Dr. Jessica Metcalf is here. Um, she's going to be talking about her work uh, with oncology patients. She'll also be talking about uh, balance, uh, as we talked about earlier in the program, and, and about burnout for dentists. Um, and so really you guys need to stick around for this. I know I need to stick around for this. So I would like to introduce you all to our guest, Dr. Jessica Metcalf. Uh, I have not met Dr. Metcalf in person, but I have listened in on every Saturday. She and Dr. Laura Brenner Studholm, if I hopefully did not butcher that name, uh, they have a self-care Saturday on Clubhouse, and it is really a great thing. And I, I think at some point in time, we'd, I'd like to have Dr. Laura on as well because they just do such a great job. They have an interesting following. They, they have really passionate people that get up on stage and talk with them. So that's one of the things I want to talk to Dr. Metcalf about. But um, she also... Um, what, are you are you still practicing? Okay. Yes, I am. Okay, she's practicing dentist. You said that like she's old. Uh, I mean, no, 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 no. <laughs> but she's anticipating a change. I heard. So well, that, that, yeah, that's fine. But just you know, you yeah. don't throw that. It's like you're expecting a baby. No. You don't say that kind of stuff to women. Well, I have Ew. not met her in person, so I did not want to speak out of turn. Thank you, and. Her other cohort in crime on her self-care Saturday is a dentist that is not practicing anymore. So that's why I asked. So shut it, Jeffrey. I'm sorry, Dr. Man. Zip it. But anyways, um, she is has a website called The Alchemist Dentist, which I want to ask you about that as well. And she, you're 
patient population is oncology patients. Is that yeah. what you've, you've, uh, uh, special, I, w- I hate to say specialized, not specialty, but that's no, what you not. Yeah. Yet. You can't say I've specialized. We call it a special interest because there's no true, right? There's no true specialization in it. But I solely work out of a cancer center and that is who I treat all day, every day. Um, So the main types of patients that I usually see are the head and necks pre, during and post radiation, uh, surgery and chemo. And then I see the leukemias and the lymphomas before they go for their bone marrow or stem cell transplant. And then in between that, there's the breast, the prostates, the lungs that potentially have acute symptoms that present. And then they're undergoing their chemotherapy regimen at that point. So we see them, um, but they're not our main patient population that we see. Awesome. Well, I, I definitely want to hear about that. But Tell us a little yeah. bit about your, well, okay, first off, I got to ask this, all right? And and I, I did look this up because I wanted to see exactly where you were coming from, but I found uh, this definition for what an alchemist is. And I wanted to ask you, because the first one says a person who practices alchemy, I'm like, I don't know. And alchemy makes some pretty awesome bicycles, but this one says a person who transforms or creates something through a seemingly magical process. And I love that definition. So tell us about your journey in dentistry and how you came up with the alchemist dentist. Oh, thank you so much for having me tonight. Uh, team. This is amazing. So I appreciate you uh, having me here. So the way it started was a few years ago, I was in my third burnout And as I was trying to come out of it, I was like, there's more that's going on. And I can't keep living like this. Otherwise, I'm not going to make it the next 25, 30 years in this profession. And I was already wishing it away. And I was like, I can't, I can't keep living like this. So first thing that I ended up doing was I was like, okay, well, I definitely need to reach out to someone because I need help. And so at that point in time, along with burnout, I was diagnosed with uh, clinical depression and a generalized anxiety disorder. And so through that, I decided to do my own research with it because of the way that mental health, and there's always been this stigma, but no one really talks about it in dentistry. And I felt like an absolute failure. So when I started to come out of it, when I started to understand what was happening, I was like, I'm going to be the one to now create those safe spaces so people can feel vulnerable. And that's how alchemy came to be is through this magical way of creating this safe space to break down barriers and get people the help that they need when they feel like they can't get it. And then the alchemist dentist came to be just about, actually it's at the year mark now. So it's still really early on and It's amazing how still, even though I'm putting my story out there, people don't feel comfortable sharing that yet. And I really appreciated when you guys said that early on, it's you guys are trying to create that safe space, a no judgment zone, right? Right. That's what we are trying to create. (laughs) Except we we judge each other sometimes, maybe not (laughs) everyone else out there, just Just amongst ourselves. Well, so, so this is the thing, like, kudos to you for sharing the fact that something happens, like the fact that it got locked on, the fact that something went wrong, because 100%, we've all experienced some sort of trouble, and you're in the middle of it, you're 
dripping sweat where you didn't think you could drip sweat from, right? Your heart rate's about to jump through your chest, your increased breathing, and you've got to maintain this composure. And so stress on that very individual event is fine. That's a normal bodily response. But when you're consistently being exposed to it on a regular basis, you're now being heightened. And so it's trying to understand, okay, there is a huge difference between stress and burnout. Stress is in temporary adaptation, right? You're automatically trying to problem solve. What do I do next? How do I take this out, right? Versus burnout is a very blunted state. You're, you have this feeling of hopelessness. So it's not just that physio- physiological response. There's also an emotional now component of it too. Welcome to Fuller Butts, a behind-the-scenes plastic surgery podcast. Yes, you heard that right. Join your co-hosts, Dr. Sam Fuller and Dr. Dan Butts, board-certified plastic and reconstructive surgeons on an exclusive full-access pass into the world of plastic surgery. Combining their expertise and training, Drs. Fuller and Butts will share medical insights, detailed explanations, and lighthearted humor to keep you entertained and informed. We're certain you'll become passionate about the plastic surgery specialty and between debunking myths, uncovering truths, or just making you laugh out loud at their perspective on this creative and artistic field. We've got something for everyone. So I, I love how open you are. I think that um, I, 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 I'm not going to ask ages by any means, but I think that 20 years ago, I can tell you that anxiety and depression we're kind of like, get over it. You're fine. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, that doesn't exist. People didn't even know how to describe it. And I think that we have learned so much about it. And it is definitely in my family. Uh, of course, not me, you know, uh, but but no, my uh, my family's affected by it. Our friends are affected by it. We see it so much more. And I love how people can actually talk about it and share their journey with other people. And you don't I mean, you know, because of what you do. But I don't think you truly know the depth of your sharing that and how many people you have the opportunity to help. And I think that that's really cool. And so kudos to you for, for actually getting out there and talking about it. And maybe the self-care Saturday makes a little bit more sense to me now. I'm teasing. It's always made sense. But it just, it just really, <laughs> it, is, it, is really, it is really amazing that you all are able to do that. And what you're doing and the topics that you're discussing on self-care Saturday, are, I mean, you know, when I listen in, it's just, it hits people in different ways and it's really, really awesome. So uh, kudos to you for sharing that. Hey Dinks podcast listeners, you love the sound, but you miss seeing our lovely faces. Be sure and join us on our weekly Facebook live or on our YouTube channel at Dentist in the Know. We'd love to have you subscribe and be with us at all times everywhere. Tell us a little bit about like, was this just like, I'm looking for a job. I, 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 this clinic's hiring. I'm going to treat oncology patients. Was it a passion that you had beforehand or was it a passion that became after being in there or is it a passion? It's a huge passion of mine. Um, I worked in private practice for a little bit. Um, so after dental school, I, I went to school in Boston University and then returned home to Toronto, Ontario, where I completed a GPR with um, 
patients. My specific way which I was going was treating special needs patients and medically compromised patients. And during that time, oral surgery was very prominent in the program. And I fell in love with oral surgery, applied two years in a row, didn't get in. And about two weeks later, the chief of dentistry reached out to me because he knew that I had been applying and he sat me down and he's like, listen, I know you're really upset right now. And he goes, but I think you're going to be able to get everything that you need at the cancer center. And I went home and I thought about it and I was like, you know what? I think it is. So I ended up starting there and then it evolved into this absolute amazingness where I've now been there for five years and then became education director, uh, special projects manager. Then over the summer, I was acting deputy chief of dentistry. And it's for me, I don't think we recognize how much general dentistry plays a role in the oncology patient's journey. And I call it a journey because that's exactly what it is. Because each one of us uh, has had either someone they know personally or know of someone through someone who's had cancer. And everyone's journey is completely different. And the way that I like to lecture on how the general dentists play a role in it is the fact that palliative care is not just what we think, where we think end of life. Palliative care is managing long-term side effects, xerostomia, change in taste, patients just not feeling comfortable anymore after they've received head and neck radiation or after they've received their transplant. And so for me, being a part of their journey and helping them cope with these, I know we're using this buzzword all the time, but I I like to say I was using it before, the new normal. It's Mm -hmm. their new normal, right? Mm -hmm. And so I feel like the biggest thing for me was I got to now sit down with them and go over all of this management care, eventually getting them back to their family dentist, right? So it's giving them enough tools and then me communicating with the family dentist on, okay, this is the importance of what general dentistry is for the oncology patient. Because I think at times there's this misunderstanding where it can be too complex and then people get scared to treat them. Yeah, that is so awesome. Jessica, because so... I have a couple of questions if I can jump in because I know seriously, I know I'm the guy that's always joking around, but I, I, I really, you've hit on so many things that, that means so much. And as general, most of the people on are general dentists, not all of us, but most of us really develop relationships with our patients along the way. And it's incredible how many of our patients end up going through that, that cancer, you know, journey, uh, whether it be chemo, radiation. And, you know, I think it, it it's something we think, oh, they're not getting head and neck radiation. We don't need to worry about anything from our end. Or, And yet I've met so many people just this year. One of, one of my son's uh, best friends was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. And he has started down the road of chemotherapy. And and so I started talking to him about um, mucositis and and some of the early treatments to help prevent that. Because, I mean, I've watched people with bad GI cancers and and mucositis can actually end up be what ends up killing them because they can't eat. They can't get any nourishment. They're so miserable that, you know, they end up going downhill from something that potentially 
could have been controlled. So where where do we look as general dentists for a curriculum um, in in treating oncological patients? You know, I mean, I, I think this is something that is so needed and, and that we just don't get enough information on. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with you. I feel like there is a huge lack thereof at this point in time. I'm going to totally plug myself because with my, so in two weeks, I'm leaving the hospital and moving across Canada. And in my entire five years that I've been there and teaching the residents and the fellow, I've, I've didn't realize how much information that we just don't get taught. But because this is what I see all day, every day, I was like, how am I going to get this information across? And so there's primary research out there, but it's really hard to kind of try to comb through. And so I'm actually in the middle of putting together a booklet. So then you have the questions readily available, whether they're pre, during, post, pre-chemo, pre-radiation, pre-surgery. Because I do, I feel like there's a couple medically compromised textbooks out there, but the cancer section is still so very small at this point that you're not able to ask the right questions because you don't know what to ask, right? So So, I'm going to get on a soapbox because, and it's not a question, I just want to have an open dialogue. Yeah, I was just having this conversation with a good friend of mine who's a PA oncologist here in, in my town with a big university medical system that's treating a tremendous number of cancer patients in our community. And they don't have a a dentist anywhere on the team. And how many patients show up in my office after or during treatment where we should have done things beforehand, especially because they went on IV bisphosphonates or to Jeff's point, mucositis, serostomia, head and neck cancer radiation, and the dentist is not on the team, whether it's their community dentist who might be capable of being that partner or just a dentist that works for the hospital. And so, you know, my brain is sitting here thinking, what a phenomenal program and what a great benefit you are providing for those patients that you're walking that journey with them. And then, you know, having that ongoing relationship with their community dentist. So everybody's participating in their care because it's ultimately about the patient um, and and what a missed opportunity for, I, I don't know if this is just a United States problem or just local to my community, but what a missed opportunity for the patients in our area who don't have a full team of specialists who are looking at all the different comorbidities, complications, side effects, et cetera, of cancer treatment. Um, it, it's reassuring to know that you're going to put some additional information because that gives dentists like myself the, the ability to go present myself in front of panels of folks and say, this is how we need to be involved in the team. It's not about financial reward or anything else. It's about co-sharing of care. And um, I, I just lo- I absolutely love what you're doing. And I just praise you, you and, and hope that you can find a, an avenue and a launch pad to take that so it's more globally acceptable and um, sounds like Jeff's suffering from similar challenges. So it, Jeff's it's suffering really, from the fact that he's got like a million questions and he's looking I do. At them and he's like, he's like, he is like stuck in a cage. Like I got to ask this question. Yeah. Dang it. Well, thanks for letting me have a moment, Jeff. I really no, it, it, this this is different. I mean, 
I've gone through this with, you know, you all know, I went through this with one of my friends who just went through GI cancer and we were doing it, the, it really, the oral mucositis was probably one of the worst side effects of her treatment mm-hmm. that she endured. Yep. And, and I never, until I had someone that close to me going through it, I did yeah. not realize the burden and, and I mean, we went through everything down to using, you know, down to using, you know, uh, cannabis ointments th- that helped and laser therapies. And, you know, we were just looking into everything. And I think we're just not doing nearly enough. And even my son's friend who was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, I said, yeah, he's and, and he's a Duke. I said, did they talk to you at all about any of the side effects of chemotherapy? No. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I reached out to his dad and I said, listen, I'm here. You know, he's, he's going to go, he's going to have some things that go on in his gut and, and in his mouth. And I'm here to help. But then they're like, well, why would the people at Duke not say anything to us? I mean, well, just, yeah, no. So, so this is, I feel like this is just a generalized conversation in regards to where dentistry fits into medicine. Right. Right. And I feel like, and I feel like this, this, we keep having these conversations. So in medical school, I think most medical schools do like teach dentistry in like two to five days or something. We get, we get four years out of it. Right. Like like there's, there's a reason, there's a reason for that. And I don't think that we, as a community are doing justice in trying to express how we need to be connected in the medical community as well. Hey, Jeff, apparently it's come to our attention that you and I suck at the news. Yeah, Chad, um, I've actually kind of known that for a while. and, And that's why what we've had to do is give people more of what they really deserve, which is more JB. So we actually have a segment now called News on the Go with Dennis in the Know. In fact, I like the idea of JB's News on the Go with Dennis in the Know. So stay tuned for that. It's its own podcast. I'm really excited about it. And guess what? There's no Chad and Jeff. (laughs) No question. (laughs) So I'm going to open an invitation to you. And I will tell you that I would love for you to post any insight, tips, whatever, sure. promote what you are doing in any capacity on our, on our group, because <laughs> you, yeah. you are fantastic. You are, you are truly one in a million. Um, would you tell us uh, what time is your self-care Saturdays? I, I, I know that I'm in central time zone. I believe it's like 10 a.m., 9.30 a.m. Central. So <laughs> I'm going to go Eastern Standard Time. So it's 11 a.m. We're, we're, we call that normal time. Yeah. yeah. So, it's, so that would be 10 a.m. Central. 11 we just call Eastern. that the time. The time. Right. <laughs> yeah. So 11, 11 a.m. Eastern, Central, 10. And then I think uh, Mountain, where Laura is at, it's 9. So yeah. 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 It, it was, uh, it is fantastic. I encourage every, uh, both, uh, both of you to listen. So I, and I absolutely will, but I have two really pressing questions for you. <laughs> no, this is, this is what everyone wants to know. Yeah. One. Yes. Do you know who that guy is behind me right there? Cause He's you're Canadian. Not 
I can't see the, I can't. Can you see back there? Uh, Over my left shoulder? He is, it, he is the basis for a Canadian super rock group. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> I don't know. You don't know. I'm not good with names. Your, your Canadian passport has been revoked. <laughs> that is getting me from Rush. I wish, I wish. Oh I'm I like, had, I'm trying to go through and I'm like, who's Canadian? Who's Canadian? Okay, I wish, yeah, I, had, and then I, wish the, I could text you because other... I would have texted you the answer just so you could, you know, have showed him. <laughs> the only other question I have is, is it composite or composite? <laughs> it's composite. <laughs> so... Yeah. So did you carve a soap for your DATs? Yeah, I took both. I took both Canadian and yeah. American. Yeah. And um, main difference was organic chemistry and math for American and then soap carving. I was all, I studied with some Canadians for their DAT and I was always so yeah. fascinated by the soap carving. I actually kind of wanted the Americans to take it up because I thought this is our skill, people. We need to know how to carve soap. Uh, it didn't get so, traction. Again, another thing I get on a soapbox about that doesn't get any traction. I, I know you said that you're moving across Canada. Uh, mm. and I don't know that you mentioned what you will be doing. Is it a similar program out there? or is so, no, so I'm actually taking the summer off. So I'm mm -hmm. working on the Alchemist Dentist and I have a couple courses that will be coming out by the end of the summer. So that's where majority of my focus will be. And then come September, I'll be only going back part-time to doing uh, clinical dentistry, specifically geared towards treating oncology patients. Well, good for you. I think that's fantastic. And, you know, uh, the first one I was on with you was talking about finding your passion. And it's really cool that you have. And, and you know, you definitely can tell that you love it. I couldn't do cancer patients uh, wholly because I tie too much of myself to them and it drains me. You know, if I lose one, I'm, I'm done. Uh, and, and so it takes a very, very special person. Uh, so thank, thank you. you. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I would love for you to interact with us as much as you want to. And I'd love to have you back maybe when you get settled and, um, you know, we're going to get Laura on here. Maybe she can tell some bad things about you, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know. What they're I'm, I'm not sure that there's any. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank but, you. But please keep us posted on your journey and, and, uh, feel free if you would like to, post regularly we'd love for you to because you've got some great insight and all it's going to do is promote the great work that you're doing so thank you so much and and thank we will so absolutely touch base because you know all all three of us are are doing a lot of ce in the in the u.s and and your voice needs to be heard a lot more and and so i know i speak for both chad and jb when i say um, we would love for your voice to be heard more in the dental community. I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming and we'll have you back. So be prepared to get emails from me and I got to throw this out there. Okay. So, so like, I didn't Jack, really can you know say you. composite composite, but yes, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't really know. And I think she kind of might've thought I was a Facebook creeper when I was sending her messages or whatever. And 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 then, and then she's kind of like, okay, so what is this again? And so I explained <laughs> it. But thank you for accepting the invitation. 
And I'm just going to say, I told you two that she was going to be awesome. And she was. So <laughs> you know what? Good. She gets up and rocka. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I appreciate no it. No one's yeah. ever gotten that award before. You're the yeah. first Woo! recipient. You of are the first to receive the penraka. Yeah. It would be appropriate for no one else to mention that in case the next person does not get the penraka. Right. I don't want right. anyone's feelings to be hurt about the penraka. Yes. Well, thank you so much, and we'll, Thanks, we'll be in touch. Coming. Okay, Jessica. Thanks, thank Jessica. Bye bye. And that wraps up another podcast for Dentists in the Know. On behalf of Dr. Jennifer Bell, Dr. Chad Duplantis, and myself, remember that we've got a great profession, so let's make it a great day, dinks. Hey, dinks. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast today. Remember to rate and review your favorite podcasts. Subscribe and enjoy what you like or it goes away.